Hi, and welcome to Ahanga. My name is Sophia, and today I'll be speaking with Pesha. So why don't you get us started by kind of explaining what kind of art you do? Yeah, so I've been designing jewelry for a lot of years. Uh, probably about 35 years, really. I started when I was really young. and But I've worked in a lot of genres, a lot. I was in fashion design and fine art. But at present, my main focus is jewelry design. Okay, awesome. And how did you get involved with designing jewelry? So I had no intention of it. <laughs> I was working in corporate America, and someone ran an ad in a Virginia, in the United States, in the Virginia newspaper. And it was for a mining, like a gem mining. You could go out and see the gems and the mines. Mm -hmm. So I thought, ah, so I drove out in the country, which for me, because I'm an urban girl, I was like, oh, my gosh, trying to drive it out to the country for an hour. And I drove out and there was this rickety shack and there was this older, older, older woman. And she would mine the gems on her land and then make jewelry. So we sat at her workbench for about an hour and she just showed me what she did. And then that was it. Like I went back to my urban life and I bought a set of tools at I don't know where probably Hobby Lobby or something like that and I just thought ah I'll make some jewelry and fast forward now I'm have three online stores and my jewelry sold in museums and I design for nonprofit organizations and for events so it just came from that little sitting at a rickety bench with an older woman in a gemming place in Nowheresville Virginia and that's that was it. That was how it started. That's amazing. Yeah, kind of so, funny. Huh? So would you say there's like any specific person that particularly like influenced your pursuit of making jewelry aside from that woman or is it her? Um, well, it would be her impetus, absolutely, because I, I didn't even give thought to it before, as I said, about designing jewelry. But in overarching, I grew up an hour and a half from New York City. I grew up in most of Jersey, Philly some, but Jersey's my heart. And since I was as young as I can remember, I, I was always doing something creative. So I started designing clothes when I was five years old. And then I won Best Seamstress on the East Coast when I was 11 years old. So I was always doing like printmaking, drawing, mm -hmm. writing, designing. And I still am the same way. It's just with the jewelry, it it caught on and people liked it and then people made requests and then it evolved over the years. So I've stayed with it. Wow. Oh, that's beautiful. So would you say that there's anything in particular that motivates or inspires you to create? Um, it's always, I would say it's twofold. One is, is that I always see in visions. I see it's always been that way for me as far back since I was a little girl. So when I want to create something, I, I see it in a vision first, like a painting in the air. And then I create what it is. I go back to my workspace and I create what it is. So that's one way that it happens. And then the other way that it happens is that people ask me. They have That's a lot how 1213 Jewelry has evolved because I like to make people happy. And so they'll say, well, my something happened and can you create this because it signifies that to me. And then that turns into a whole line of designs. And then because I designed for nonprofit organizations, it was the same. They would make requests to have me design something that's in the motif 
of their organization, and then it would evolve from there. So yeah, it's twofold. It's the visions that I see, and then ultimately what makes people happy. I love that. So uh -huh. what, what kinds of themes do you feel emerge from most of like the jewelry that you create? Yeah, it's kind of funny because since I grew up in the New York area and then we moved to Mississippi and we were, I was selling in the New Orleans area for four years and for two years, they have really strong Cajun accents there. Um, and I couldn't understand what people were saying. To me. They kept asking me for this one design, which is a floor de lis and I had never heard of a floor de lis so their Cajun accent sounds like they're from Boston. And I don't know what they're saying. And for two years selling outside of New Orleans, out of the four years, they kept saying, can you make this something, something? And I would just smile and nod because I like it might have well been Hungarian they were speaking. I had no idea, right? So, uh, but after two years, I finally got courageous. And I asked someone, what is that you're saying? They wrote it down. And I said, oh, a floor de lis. And then interestingly, that has been my most popular design. Like it goes all over the United States. It's my number one seller. And I didn't even know what they were saying or, or what it was. I had to look it up. So my inspiration always comes really from my, my customers and that and what their requests are. But I would say, yeah, that's at the top. And most of the... Most of my designs have funny stories that go with them, but that's probably at the top. That is, yeah, that's so interesting. Wow. <laughs> Who would have yeah. thought? I, I had no idea what they were saying. I can't Yeah. And I, I, like I said, I'm sure I'm from Jersey, so they're probably thinking, I don't know what this woman is saying. Right. Like, she's, she's a nice enough person, but I, I'm just trying to ask her for a design. I don't understand what she doesn't understand. And also, the sports teams in this part of the United States use the floor de lis as their motif. So right. they're probably thinking, wow, really, like what planet is she from, this artist? But it, they were nice and I was nice. So the whole thing worked out. Yeah. Know? Oh, that's so yeah. funny. And then, um, so what kinds of obstacles do you feel like you faced while pursuing making jewelry? I think I really, so I have a philosophy about that. So people say there's the starving artist, but there's the starving everything. If you see it that way do you know what I'm saying I think it's just it used to be in the 17 and 1800s and prior to that that artists were the most elite in the society and somehow I've not researched it but somehow the starving artist quote unquote came to be something that people say in first world nations I don't, I don't know why and then people believe it so and then they live it out and isn't that like everything in life? Whatever we believe is what we focus on and therefore really what ends up created, that's how it is. So as far as obstacles, I think life is life, really, whether it's uh, selling jewelry for a living or writing books or raising children or you know, being the president, whatever it is, I think it's just perspective on it and then however you manage it. So I don't see this having any different challenges than anything else in life i've raised my daughter and that had challenges but she turned out beautifully you just don't give up so and then also i worked in corporate america i went to undergrad and grad school and did all that kind of stuff so i worked in business for a long time while i was uh, working on my art and 
So I have a really strong business background and I love business and marketing. So I think it's made it uh, a good match and maybe more simplified for me because I hear a lot of people that are creative say that they, oh, I don't like to say the word H-A-T-E. They don't like business, right? And I'm like, but business is art is everything's everything. It's just how you look at it. It's really not a delineation. So marketing is as creative as making the jewelry. I mean, you're still creating a campaign. You're still creating, reaching people. You're still going for a feeling of how you want to draw people in so and connect with other people. So uh, that was a long answer to a short question, which is like the challenges of it. Uh, I think like life is how you look at it. And you can either say it's challenges or you can say I'm building something organic and it's going to be organic. Sometimes you'll cry and sometimes you'll celebrate, but isn't everything else in life like that, right? I think that is a beautiful way to look at it. That is an amazing philosophy to have. Good for you. Thank you. (laughs) No, I I love that. That's beautiful. So can you kind of describe like what your workspace is like when you're working? Like, is it neat, messy? What kind of tools do you use? That kind of stuff? Yeah, I'm I'm neat everywhere in my life. So so my workspace is the same because for me, life is very fluid when things are orderly. Uh, my my thoughts and my processing go along with my environment. And I think, really, it's probably like that for everyone because everyone goes into a restaurant with their friend and thinks, oh, I don't want to stay here. Let's go somewhere else. And nothing even happened. Nobody even spoke to you yet, but you just feel a certain way. It's the order and the way the whole place feels to you. So it's the same for me with my workspace and the entirety of my life. Everything's really not or it's it's pretty, but it's orderly. And then I'm able to just uh, I want to sound too esoteric, but just kind of flow through things. If things are, uh, I can't even imagine things are not clean and orderly. <laughs> but um, yeah, so my workspace is very pristine. It's very simple. I actually sit on the floor on a pillow. Um, I think that's because. I think that's actually part of my heritage because I'm Jewish and I think we're just floor sitting people. Like I sit on the floor before I sit on furniture anytime. So when I make jewelry, I can I sit on the floor. A workbench and all of that kind of very nice and professional looking stuff would never work for me. So I sit on the floor and I actually pray over everything and over my tools before I start. Like however people see prayer, it might be ohm, it might be whatever it is. It's all just putting my heart into it and just asking that whatever I create brings happiness and joy to people when they receive it and that they can feel what I put into it when I created it, that when they receive it, they feel that. And then I just sit with my tools on the floor and uh, I have a set of four tools that are I've had for a long time that are completely broken in, like how you have your favorite I don't know, messenger bag, and it lays across your body just the right way, and a new one doesn't. That's how my tools are. And then I have this huge pair of pliers that looks like I'm going to build buildings with, because some of the work, some of the materials are steel, and I found the only way I could cut it is actually go and get like a real man's tool or a real woman's tool to cut them. And funny enough, the bracelets are made from steel, 
and I was getting impressions on my hands and they would like not go away for like 12 hours, <laughs> which was concerning. So I figured out if I bought weight lifting gloves, cause I lift weights too, and like wear them when I work with the steel, then it's a little bit more merciful for my hands. So yeah, basically I just sit on the floor on my pillow and I send good vibrations. And then I sit with my tools and I design, that's how I do it. And uh, as far as quiet, I'm actually very introverted and autistic, which I love both of those things. So most of the time I'm quiet when I'm there, but if I'm not quiet, I like to listen to teachings about ooh, really great stuff like the world and vibrations and how to change your thoughts and quantum physics and that type of stuff. So I'll listen to that because that segues really well with creating. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I That sounds so like such a comfy, fun place to be in. It is. Not it's a good corner. A great space for yourself. Yeah, it's a good corner. Like if you ever want to come visit, like my corner for sure. <laughs> <laughs> that's so nice. Oh, I, I want to come hang out in there. <laughs> yeah, you can definitely. It's very peaceful. Yeah, it sounds like, it. yeah, I think that's so important. It seems like it really works for you, which is great. Yeah, absolutely. And then, so what would you say is kind of like the ultimate goal for everything that you create? Like, what do you want it to be? Like, what do you want it to mean for your audience? So, since I was five years old, I, and again, everybody has a different way that they, there's, everyone's spirituality is individual as it should be. So sometimes I use the word God, but whatever people want to use universe or the great spirit in the sky, it's all the same. So uh, when I was five years old, I remember telling God in New Jersey as a little girl that I wanted to, this is what I wanted to do with my life. I wanted to create and help people. And then the entirety of my life has really been that. Sometimes it leans more toward creating and sometimes it leans more toward helping people and sometimes it's a merging of the two so with the jewelry with 1213 jewelry there I designed for the museums which that helps them because obviously there's commission on that and a lot of museums are nonprofit organizations so my work being there helps them and then as I mentioned at the beginning of the interview I designed for nonprofit organizations so I created a on purpose from the onset of 1213 jewelry, I created something called that I entitled community projects. And then I contacted nonprofit organizations, very diverse, like everything from stopping human trafficking to helping people with disabilities to helping veterans. I also have an undergrad degree in art therapy. So like I'm a therapist helping kind of person anyway. I like to do that. And so I contacted these organizations and I offered to design lines of jewelry for them that would represent their organization in the motifs and colors. And then when I would sell it, I would give them 40% of their, the designs that sold. And so I started first with an organization called Advocates for Freedom that works to rescue people from human trafficking. They're awesome. That was my first community projects liaison. And then it extended out from their referrals to other organizations. And then I start to set up at their events. Um, at, um, some were at 
fancy casinos and somewhere in community centers, whatever type of event it was. And then I would donate 40%. So I ended up with a whole line of community projects designs and they're actually they're on the website too on 1213jewelry.com there's a section that uh, a brief page that explains community projects and then there's a section where I still do that and so to answer at the beginning of your question was the projection for what I'm doing with 1213 jewelry my trajectory so I'd love to design for some more organizations because it also helps those organizations it gets People will comment on the jewelry because it usually looks really different than something you would see because it's representing an organization. And then people are able to talk about their organization and their cause. So it brings a lot of exposure for the organizations. So I hope to design for more organizations and or museums. And then I have a lot of other creative projects that I'm working on in life outside of the jewelry, just like most people creative people are they're working on a lot of projects at once so with the jewelry itself uh my goal is still the same create and help people and in this way the jewelry really helps people's hearts a lot because they'll say uh, they'll write letters to me well i sent this necklace to someone in israel and they started crying when they got it because they were could feel all the love in it and I don't want them crying, but I do want to create and help people. So I would say it's still the same since I was five years old. That's how I want to um, objectify my art and my persona onto all of life is to bring peace and love and joy to the world because really that's all that matters anyway. In the end, at the end of my life, the only thing that's going to matter to me is, did I, is the world better because I was here? So it's uh, maybe sounds kind of large, but really it's just very personal that that's what I want to do. I want to I make people happy and I want to create what means something to them. And then the rest is a to be determined by life, right? Because the best laid plans of mice and men, like you say, oh, I'm setting out to do this. And then life takes 19 other turns that takes us in a totally different direction. That's even better than what we had projected. So I'm okay with being fluid with whatever the universe wants to do. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. I think you have such a beautiful outlook on life. I love uh, you. Thank, thank you, Sophia. That means a lot to me. Oh, you're you welcome. Know, like, like we all live through a lot of things in life Absolutely. and some of it is, some of it we knew, say we were, came, we expected to experience like we were born into a certain family and in a certain place in the family right. and there were expectations or hopes and then a lot of life is things that just we plan and they go a different way as I had already said or we didn't plan it at all and it goes a different way so I think the only thing we really have control over any of us ultimately is how we're going to see things and that's really it really it like yeah because trying to wrestle with the universe and everything that's moving around like we're not going to win that wrestling match I don't even think we should try to wrestle I think we should just uh love life and it'll love us back you know I do I think that's amazing that really is amazing and then 
Okay. Uh, I think we're good. Okay. So okay. you said um, you have the degree in art therapy and in business. Right. Are you those your only degrees? Um, so I went to undergrad school for art therapy and then I worked uh, in internet marketing for a, a, okay. a long time. I love that. I just taught myself everything. And I, so then I got a couple certificates in like electronic commerce marketing and things of that sort when I worked in internet marketing. And then I went to graduate school in instructional technology. So that was business computer oriented. And so, uh, yeah, I think that's it. Like some certificates in undergrad and grad school. And then, but the orientation was always really the same in all of it. It was just going where I was sent. And then it was even working in internet marketing, even though uh, marketing is actually super creative because you want an outcome and you have to figure out how to get to it. Yeah. So it's a, so it's a complete creative process. You have an organic idea and you want to get to the end of that. So with my education, with my formal education, it just kind of all segue together, whatever part of, Obviously, my undergrad degree was majoring in fine art psychology. So there's a lot of psychology in business. How do you reach people? Yeah. Um, and then graduate school, the computer aspect of it. Of course, obviously, everything, especially now, being online is, yeah, that's, that's, where, the, that's where a lot of life is happening. And so it's just interesting that it morphed all of my quote unquote formal education morphed into giving me really abilities and insight that to be able to with 1213 jewelry where I could look at it and I say, so from the beginning I'm gonna have a brand and I'm gonna have a logo and I'm gonna have a mission statement and I'm going to base the jewelry design on my mission statement and have people recognize my brand and the mission affiliated with it. So the formal education just became an integral part of being able to build my jewelry design company. Yeah. And there's a lot more I'm going to be up to also. So. <laughs> yeah, that's for awesome. sure. That's, a, that's an amazing background. Thank and then um, one last thing I was just going to say, is there anything else that you feel is important for us to know about you? Um, it's okay if there's not. <laughs> yeah, I think we more a lot. <laughs> yeah, I think more, not so much about me, but just about life. Um, not, not to sound like a philosopher, because we all are in a way anyway, but I just think that peace and love is what everything is supposed to be about. And I think that we can all love one another and make the world a really beautiful place. And the reason I say that is because the earth itself has plenty of everything that's needed, love and flowers and dirt to grow food for other people. And I think that the closer we all pull together and the more that we love one another, embrace one another and embrace this beautiful planet that we were given, we can really make this world rock out. That's what I think. Yeah. That's beautiful. Thank you so much, Pesha. Yeah, thank you, Sophia. It was great talking to you.